Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That's texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. You can watch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, this one, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting in this chair at this table, sitting over there in that chair at a different desk, Running the show today. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley, the pickle pickle. So creative. I cleaned your table. Thanks. Yeah, I think it looks nice. The people can't see. Well, my glasses and my keys are scattered across it right now, but it was clean yesterday. Oh, so what you did is that you cleaned it, and then by the time I got here to enjoy how clean it was, <laughs> it was made messy again. You'll leave like seven coffee cups on there. It'll be There's fine. There's only one <laughs> here for now. There's only one here for now. Today is Thursday, February 11th, 2021. 287 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1108. 1108. This is the Dwayne Walker episode. On today's show, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about a piece we've got about on TexasFootball.com, courtesy of our good friend and colleague, William Wilkerson, who talked with 31. 31? 32? Yes, 31. 31 different, 32 top recruits in the class of 2021 in Texas high school football and ask them a number of questions and let them answer anonymously. Yes. Let them answer anonymously. So you're going to get some good, some, some juicy details. And so we'll talk about what we've seen so far, what's to come, because we're, answer, we're, we're releasing it question by question in there. Yeah, because so, there is a good amount of questions. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that and start talking a little bit about that, including what which team recruits say which in-state school is the most overrated and why. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. And then back half of the show, it's Big Guest Thursday. Booked by William Wilkerson. So by Will, big Will, big Will, big Will <laughs> Willie energy. literally uh, created our whole show for us today. <laughs> big Will style. Um, we will be joined by the head coach of those SMU Mustangs. Coach Sonny Dykes will join us at the back half of the program. Excited to talk to Coach Dykes about uh, the season, about the offseason, about recruiting, um, all sorts of stuff. So we will uh, talk with 
Sonny Dykes. And I promise you I'm going to try very hard not to call him by his dad's name. But <laughs> Sonny Dykes, uh, the head coach of the SMU Mustangs, will join us coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have a first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hathaway, uh, Ryan. I oh, no. S-M-I-G-A. He's he's always Here on. Here we go. No. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, Tony Blaylock and one Matthew Stepp. Oh. Also. He's not, he's not eligible for this. No. Also, I would be remiss if we did not mention happy birthday, Trish. It's a big, big birthday for her Wait. today. Are you serious? Yeah. Today's Trish's birthday? It is. Do you know whose birthday is also is it, today? Is it your mom's? It's my dad's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we found that out last year. I forgot. Yeah, that's that's right. awesome. Happy birthday to your mom mm-hmm. and my dad. Uh, happy birthday. It is uh, It is a very nice birthday for my father. Ah, Extremely there we go. Extremely nice. In fact, some might say the nicest birthday. <laughs> my mom is, uh, she's celebrating a, a, a big one. It ends with a zero? It ends with a zero. Ooh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, happy birthday to the uh, parentals the of various, the various TFT. people who are who are pretty directly responsible for this show happening. So, uh, happy birthday to them. Okie dokie. Let's talk about something we've got up on TexasFootball.com, and this was the brainchild of William Wilkerson, who mm-hmm. is our web guy. He's our um, if you if you like what's on the website, he's the one who makes it look really really good. And he came up with the idea of an anonymous survey of 2021 Texas high school football recruits. And we've done this with other categories before. If you remember uh, about a couple of years ago, we did, and we've done it in the past, we've done it with uh, high school coaches. We'll have anonymous surveys where we say, hey, here are some questions we were were really really interested in. Can you help us out? Let us know what you think. And normally, as a reporter, capital J journalist, I am hesitant to allow anonymity, mm-hmm. but I also think there is a value, especially when you're doing it on a broad scale and you're doing it not to get specific information about one particular situ- about one mm-hmm. particular topic, but if you want to get a broad consensus about how a group feels, yes. I'm okay with anonymity, especially when you want to ask questions that they may be concerned could get them some blowback. Yes. So, like, for example, when the, um, when the uh, you know, when we ask high school football coaches, mm-hmm. I, I believe I asked them something along the lines of, like, what is the number one factor in where, in, in a job that you um, that you might take like mm-hmm. if you're looking for another job what is one and some you know coaches I, I think we all understand that coaches are being sincere whenever they say oh you know it matters like the type of kid that you've got and it matters this but for a lot of coaches also money is a matter of fact yeah you they have I mean? family I mean yeah <laughs> you got to support the that. family furthermore we've also asked them in the past I also asked high school football coaches in the past things like what is the worst part of your job mm-hmm. which coaches I found are particularly positive guys yep. they don't want to air their dirty laundry but if you give them that the way to un- but I think it's valuable for us as 
consumers and us as um, uh, uh, fans to understand what coaches are going through. And so if you give them that veil of anonymity, you can allow them to be more honest and they can say, yeah, you know what? Sometimes dealing with parents stinks. Right. You know what I mean? Or or sometimes it's really hard this and that. Like, And that's, that's I think, ultimately a positive. So I think there has to be a reason to grant a team uh, somebody anonymity. Mm-hmm. But I think with things like this, like this anonymous recruiting survey, I think that that checks out. I think too, when you're looking at this specific survey, these are kids. I mean, most of them are considered adults now at the age of 18, Mm -hmm. but they're still living under their family's roof. They still, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am coaches. You know, it's like they also don't want to be disrespectful in uh, an elder sense of way, Mm -hmm. you know, by saying something that, yeah, well, this team is completely over it, you know, like that type of thing. So, so we're we're rolling these out kind of one by one. We asked them. We asked these thirty-two top twenty twenty-one Texas high school football prospects a number of questions. We're rolling them out kind of one by one. Uh, yesterday we were, we un- unveiled which in-state school is the most overrated and why. That's a juicy question. Um, which in-state school is the most overrated and why? Uh, there was a relative consensus. The major- I'm sorry, not a relative consensus. There was a consensus. The majority of the responses, 21 of the 32 respondents said Texas was the most overrated. And we, we have printed their exact comments. Some of them have said they never, you know, uh, here's one, Texas, and they never produce and they constantly get multiple top recruits. Okay. Uh, it wasn't unanimous. There are other ones. Uh, um, uh, Baylor got a, a vote, uh, A&M got a vote, uh, et cetera, things, uh, you know, they are just overrated, things like that. Uh, I think that's particularly interesting, but right now, Texas uh, high school football recruits, if you ask them, at least this group, said that Texas is the most overrated. Uh, also, we also asked uh, another question, what was the main reason you signed with your college? We gave them a variety of different um, uh, options, right? We went to, to narrow it down so it wasn't just but, – but what was the main reason that you signed with your college? The majority, 43%, 14 of them, said they chose the coaching staff. Uh, eight of them said they chose the history of the program. Six said they chose academics, and four chose other uh, including the city the college is in, uh, 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 you know, some other things. No one put okay. nightlife out Nobody where the college night- is. Nobody said nightlife. You lie in a little bit, recruits, we know. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and another one, which coach on, your, on the staff mm-hmm. had the most influence on your commitment? I think that we think of it, and, and I think because it's easy for us, mm-hmm. we're about to talk with Sonny Dykes, the head coach at SMU. I think it's easy to say, oh, Preston Stone signed with Sonny Dykes and SMU, mm-hmm. right? I think that's shorthand for what we, you know, what we tend, uh, you know, what we tend to think of. Um, but it's, I think it's important to remember that you're signing with the whole staff and like, yeah, they talk with the head coaches, but there are also, you know, I think that the majority of the, I don't want to say dirty work, but a lot of the nitty gritty Mm-hmm. of the recruiting process falls to the staff. And so, which coach on the staff had the most influence on your commitment? 20 said their position coach. Yeah, that's so if, huge. So if you're a quarterback, you're choosing for your quarterback coach. If mm-hmm. you're a linebacker, you're choosing for the linebacker coach. 10 said they chose the head coach. One chose the assistant position coach. And one said all of the above. So the majority said they chose for their position coach. And another one, 
Another question we had, if the head coach of your school left for another job, would you want to transfer? We gave them three options. Okay, so if the head coach of your of your school that you signed with left for another job, would you want to transfer? We gave them three options. Option one was yes, immediately. Option two was I'd want to wait to see who the next coach is. Mm-hmm. And option three is no, I'm writing it out. Okay, those were the three options. Surprisingly, none of them said yes immediately. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like, like I think sometimes we think of recruits as being like, you know, locked in on a particular coach. And if that coach isn't there, why in the heck am I here? Mm-hmm. But I think what you saw is 18 of them, 18 of the 32, so 56% said they would want to see who the next coach is. Mm-hmm. They want to give him a chance. So I think that if you're if you're dialing this in, if you, let's use uh, um, uh, who changed coach? Texas. If, if you're using Texas as an example, right? Texas commit or Texas signees wanted to see who Steve Sarke or going to see who got hired, mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian, and maybe meet Steve Sarkeesian before deciding if they wanted to transfer. Although with your nationals with the letter of intent, I don't believe you can transfer immediately. That's but that's the right. example is that next year. If there's a signing, you know, somebody like that, they would want to see who the next guy is. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it was interesting that 14 said that they would write it out. So, yeah, you know, th- 43% said, nah, you know what? I'm committing to the school. I'm not committing to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to um, make sure that we ride this thing out. I'm, I'm here for the program. I thought that was a little bit interesting. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I would have thought that, honestly, if you had asked me to guess... I would have guessed, no, I'm writing it out, and yes, immediately would have had about equal, mm-hmm. and then the majority, I think it's not surprising that, that, that people are like, wait, see. I think that goes back to, it all ties together with that position coach question mm-hmm. being the most respected, and it really, really shows that, like you said, we focus so much on the head coaches, but we've talked about it, like like when Jeff Trailer was coming in, it was like, but who is he going to fill into those key, mm-hmm. those key spots? Like, that's what we're... Uh, Dave Aranda coming in you know it's Mm -hmm. like okay we know he's a great defensive mind but who takes over the offense here I think it puts that much pressure more pressure on head coaches to pick the right people I think that you're right and so that to me is is particularly interesting that a lot of I think that what we can glean from this is you know from these questions writ large is I think a staff matters. Like, I think that, yes, of course, you want to have, you know, of course, having Nick Saban as the head coach is good for Alabama. But having, building the staff is also important to what they're able to do and what they're, how they're able to recruit. So I think that's an interesting uh, kind of look into what Texas high school football recruits are thinking uh, across the state of Texas. Uh, and, you know, something to keep in the back of your mind, you know, and, and, and we'll have some more stuff coming out uh, as far as this is our, uh, what we call our unfiltered uh, anonymous recruit survey. Um, and so check that out on texasfootball.com. We've got a lot of great stuff there. So texasfootball.com to see our unfiltered anonymous recruit survey. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. A few different things I want to tell you about. First of all, I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. We put out a – we're going to have some uh, – Awesome new, we're going to have some awesome previews of the small college games this week. 
um, that you can that are for insiders only, uh, written by our good friend Corey Hogue. It's going to be doing that. So uh, you can get that TexasFootball.com slash subscribe uh, if you become an insider. Also, yesterday, yesterday, I guess it was technically late Tuesday night. Uh, we put out a new episode of Tep and Step our premium high school football podcast. If you need your big, deep-dive, nerdy Texas high school football fix, Tep and Step is where you're at, where it's at. Tep, uh, Step and I went from Matt Step, our Dave Campbell's Texas football, high school football insider, and I went for about an hour talking mostly coaching changes, mostly talking about the biggest coaching changes and kind of the inside scoop on a lot of them. If you want to know how those went down um, and which ones could be on the horizon, we get into that. We also talk a little bit about 7-on-7 seven seven, as well as as well as we talk about step moving to Canada and why you don't need to freak out about that. So, uh, texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, also, I should also tell you that uh, uh, you may have you may remember that we had uh, we acquired Texan Live. Uh, so I want you to go to texanlive.com. If you are, there's basketball playoffs right now. They have live basketball playoffs going on. Uh, if you want to watch the basketball game, uh, the, the live basketball game, they've also got uh, all sorts of other spring sports uh, ramping up. Uh, Texan Live is your source for streaming high school sports across the state of Texas. So check that out. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the SMU Mustangs. We're pleased to be joined by Coach Sonny Dykes. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Excellent. How are things on the hilltop? You know, everything's good right now. We are, you know, it's a strange time of year. Uh, normally, you know, this time of year is very busy with hosting recruits and recruiting weekends and, and all kinds of things like that. Uh, when it comes to, you know, trying to get players on your campus and interact with them and, and do all those type of things. And, you know, right now we're not doing that because of the dead period. So we're, we are, it's been good. We've had a, an opportunity to really focus on our current players and we're doing early morning workouts with those guys starting around five thirty in the morning and getting a lot of work done and excited about our group, but, uh, but certainly miss having that interaction with, uh, you know, with the high school uh, coaches and, and players that we normally have. Well, and this, this time of year certainly just underscores and belies what has been a, an ongoing, you know, difficult year troubling you know uh the troubling in some regards uh challenging in some regards uh for for the 2020 season um you know now that it's it's over and 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 you've had a chance to take a step back i'm interested you know on balance with everything you guys went through and everything you guys had to to do um how do you think you're going to remember the 2020 season there at smu because uh it, it was certainly there's there's no doubt about it. it was certainly different than any season we've seen yeah, I mean, look, we, we, you know, we thought we were going to have a good football team coming into the, into the year. And, um, you know, we had a great home schedule, uh, really liked the way that our, our, you know, lineup fell. Um, you know, we had, you know, TCU at home and Cincinnati at home and Houston at home and, uh, Memphis at home, just, a uh, you know, a really, you know, excellent home schedule. And then we lost the game early against TCU. Um, you know, they had some COVID issues and weren't, didn't have enough guys to, to, to play. And so, you know, had an open date and, and just, you know, kind of got into a flow um, really three or four games into the season and started playing pretty good football, but we were, you know, we tried to go to the great links to try to keep our players safe and do everything that we could. And it took a toll on our guys and, and, you know, we didn't play well down the stretch. I think our guys were, you know, mentally and emotionally, mm -hmm. physically worn out. Um, 
and we were just not the same football team by the end uh, that we were in the beginning. So it was challenging. It was disappointing in some ways just because we felt like we had a, you know, had a, a schedule that aligned really well and, and uh, was going to allow us to compete for a conference championship. And, and we still, you know, still were doing that up until the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, it was one of those seasons that, that we'll look back on and, and kind of look at it and say, it was one of those years that, that, everything could have fallen into place and we just didn't quite figure out a way to make it happen. So, you know, we won seven games, lost three. Um, but I think in a lot of ways we felt like, you know, we certainly didn't play as well as we could have. And, uh, the thing probably though, honestly, that I'll remember the most is just the players, um, you know, having to deal with all the things they had to deal with. Uh, it was just such a, a time of uncertainty. There was so much unknown, um, about, you know, the protocols and, and was it going to keep our guys safe and, you know, could they trust the science? And, and, you know, I think the thing that I was most proud of was just the way that those guys made a commitment to each other and, and handled, uh, and handled the season and, you know, with, with great, uh, maturity and great focus. Um, and so I'll always look back on that. I mean, I think the funny thing is, you know, everybody said, well, you know, college kids are going to go to parties and college kids are going to do this and college kids are going to do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they don't care enough to keep each other safe. And it, it turns out they do. And so, I, you know, that was the thing I was probably the most proud of, just our players and their commitment to each other and the way that they sacrificed each other. And it certainly, you know, sacrificed for each other. It certainly took its toll. As I said, we were, you know, we were just, a, you know, emotionally worn out by the end of it all. But uh, but I was really proud of our players and how they, how they handled it. And again, their, their love and, and desire to do the right thing for each other was really impressive. Talking with Sonny Dykes, the head coach at SMU here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that, um, uh, you know, you guys go 7-3 and three and, and you felt like you left a couple on the table. Doesn't that speak to the changing expectations there that, uh, I think there are a lot of past years there on the hilltop where you told fans seven wins and they they throw a parade. Um, have you sensed that shift in expectations, especially after what was that outstanding 2019 season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, seven and three, I think through a lot of us felt like three and seven, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because of that reason. You know, I think the thing that you always want to do as, as coaches is, you know, number one, have your teams keep improving and you want to, um, you know, to, to play as well as you're capable of playing. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, depending on where you are in your program, um, you know, when I went to Cal, you know, we went one and 11 my first year and did not play well. We won five games my second year and probably played about as well as a football team can play and only won five games, but really we, we maximized, you know, all the players that we had, I felt like the guys, really played well together and, you know, and only won five games. And the next year we went on one, one eight and won a bowl game and, and, you know, had a good year. But, but I think, you know, looking back at this year's team, I'm not sure that we did that. I'm not sure that we played as well as we were capable of, uh, certainly down the stretch, like I said earlier, you know, and I'm not a, uh, you know, a, we don't make excuses in our program, but, but I do think the way that, um, you know, the way that our players, approached COVID and, and the way that those guys, you know, what we asked them to do and that they did certainly took its toll physically, mentally, you know, our guys didn't have any days off consecutive days off until, uh, until Thanksgiving break. Um, and so it was, 
you know, we were a football team in the end that was worn down and beat up and, and, you know, physically and mentally. And, and like I said, didn't play our best football. And so that part was disappointing, but I do think that it does speak to what you guys just described is, is our expectations. And, you know, the expectations in our program right now is to compete for a conference championship. And, and, uh, you know, and, and we have, we feel like we have a chance every time we step on the field to win the game. And so that's where you want to get as a program. You know, we're certainly, we certainly haven't arrived or anything like that, but at the same time, you know, do we, we do feel like we have a chance to win every time we, we, we line up and take the field. And that's a good feeling. One guy that I know is moving on to the next level is a guy we're obviously familiar with, Shane Bouchelle, of course, the cover boy of uh, the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested, I, I, I kind of tie you guys, both of you guys together so tightly because uh, I think that the, the rise in SMU football recently has, has, has come, you know, with both of you guys kind of uh, grabbing the controls. He's off to the NFL. From your perspective, I'm I'm interested in what you think his legacy is going to be there at SMU. What when, when people when people think about uh, Shane Bouchelle SMU Mustang, what do you think they're going to think about? Well, I think the biggest thing Shane did is he gave our program credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a obviously a, a highly recruited kid that went to Texas and had a lot of success early in his career at, at Texas. And you know, when you look at Shane, I think his career path is is you know, kind of like mine. I mean, you know, we always used to laugh about that together, but, you know, as a head coach, I got off to a really fast start, had a lot of success at Louisiana tech and, and went to Cal and got the program, you know, headed in the right direction, but it didn't end necessarily the way that I wanted it to. And, you know, got a fresh start at SMU and, and have tried to make the most of it. And I think he feels very similar to that. And like I said, we used to laugh about that together about, um, about, you know, the career path in, in a lot of ways for both of us. Um, you know, he, the thing that he did, as I said, is he he was a guy that had, you know, could have gone anywhere he wanted to as a transfer, um, you know, had played a lot of football, you know, just needed to, a chance to prove himself and prove what kind of football player he was. And he came in and, and rolled his sleeves up, worked hard. He didn't care about accolades. He didn't care about how many yards he threw for or any of those kind of things, you know, he wanted to win and he wanted to, um, you know, make everyone around him better. And I think that, um, you know, he did that and he elevated our program. You know, he made us incredibly competitive. Uh, he taught our guys, you know, about what it's like to work hard and to sacrifice and again, to, you know, deflect the praise and, um, you know, whenever Shane, was asked about his, his success. He always talked about his teammates and, and deflected a lot of that, you know? Um, and, and so I think all of us got, got a chance to see somebody who, uh, makes, makes people better. And I think at the end of the day, you know, the really great ones, um, in, in their sports, they elevate everybody around them and they, you know, they have that desire. They create that desire for people to want to sacrifice and to want to give, give, everything they have for their football team and for each other. And Shane did that for us. And so I think that's going to be his legacy. Just somebody who, who chose to come to SMU, who did everything he could to make the, the place better, left it much better than he found it. And, and, uh, and we're excited to build on, you know, the, that foundation that he helped lay for us. Sonny Dykes of SMU joining us here on Texas football today. Uh, Coach, let me ask an, an uncomfortable question, but it's, it, I think it's part of the, part of the gig. Look, you've, you've been a successful guy at SMU. You, you won 22 games in the last three years. Um, you, you've helped to, to really take this, you know, we've talked a lot about the expectation now of going out there and winning every game. 
um, in this industry, uh, when you win games, your phone rings, uh, people call you. Is it fair to say that your phone has rung? And is it fair to say that you're, S you're at SMU because you want to be? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime, you know, that's anytime that you do have success, and particularly someplace that, that maybe hasn't had it uh, in a while or had sustained success for a while, I mean, certainly people are going to take notice of that. And, you know, and I think all of us as coaches are going to have opportunities. I think when you look at, you know, when you look at our coaching staff, you know, there's numerous coaches that have had opportunities and some have chosen to move on and, and others have chosen to stay. And, and, you know, I'm part of that same uh, situation as well. And so, you know, I think the thing for me, you know, I have the, the, the fortune of, you know, having gone through something like this before, you know, had a lot of success at Louisiana tech. And mm -hmm. again, a place that maybe, you know, hadn't had sustained success and, and was fortunate enough to, to have some really good players there and some really good coaches and we won some games and, you know, and then, you know, had an opportunity to go to, to Cal into a power five league and, you know, take over a job that uh, I knew was going to be difficult, kind of needed to be rebuilt. And, you know, and I got to, to, to find out for me what was really important. And, and, you know, I'm a Texas guy. I mean, I was born and raised in Texas and, you know, I left the state for 10 years, uh, three years at Arizona, three years in Louisiana and four in California. And I just have a tremendous appreciation for, you know, football in the state of Texas, high school football. I have relationships with high school coaches. Uh, I just love being someplace where football is very, very important and part of the fabric of, you know, of everyone's life. And, and it's not, it's not like that everywhere. And Texas is very unique that way. And that appeals to me. And, you know, I love living in Dallas. Uh, I love our players. You know, we have a, a, a group of young people that really care about each other and, you know, and, and are very unselfish and have bought in uh, as much as they possibly can. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I get to live in a great city. I get to be around great people. I have a fantastic athletic director and Rick Hart and president and, and Dr. Turner. You know, they really care about college football. They know how important it is. Uh, to have a great program at SMU and because they've been, you know, they've been here when maybe the program wasn't great. And so they see the difference. And so because of that, you know, I'm really fortunate to have the job I have. I walk to work most days, you know, I live about three tenths of a mile from, from our football stadium and my kids walk to school and it's just, it's a great life for, for me and my kids. And, um, and so, you know, we have everything we could ask for here and we're really happy, but sure. The phone rings sometimes and, and you always have to, to take a look at things and, and do what's best for, for your family. But, but I've got about as good a situation as anybody in college football here. I really do believe that. And very excited about the future, and I really do feel like we're just getting started. You know, we've talked about your past a little bit. One more question for, for Sonny Dykes here. And, and um, you know, your time at uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, your time at Cal, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I think we're, we're probably forgetting the your, your, your first job, which was as an assistant baseball coach at Monahan's. And and I you know I being a FBS college football coach it's stressful it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of hours it's a lot of work is there ever a time where you're like man maybe I'll just dust off that that assistant baseball coaching hat <laughs> and drop down to like a three A school and go go be go 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 coach first base you ever thought about that you know the only problem with that is I taught <laughs> sophomore English that was my Oof. my teaching field and so I had you know, five sophomore English classes every day full of 30 students. So I had to grade 150 turn, pa uh, uh, turn papers 
And, you know, I spent about five hours a night, every night I would go home grading papers and preparing lesson plans and, and doing all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure I've ever worked as hard as a college football coach as I did as a high school sophomore English teacher <laughs> and assistant baseball coach. And so to be honest with you, no, I've never, I've never wondered what that would be like because I still remember standing up there and talking about, uh, you know, to kill, how to, you know, to kill a mockingbird or uh, Shakespeare, you know, whichever Shakespeare we were, Romeo and Juliet, I think was sophomore English. And so I know how difficult that is. I know, uh, I have a, a huge appreciation for the teachers and coaches uh, in, in our high schools here in Texas because I know how hard they work in the classroom. And so I don't want any part of that anymore. <laughs> you got to go for like art teacher yeah, or something. Exactly. You got you to find that. Yeah, I was, I, you know, the one thing I wanted to be was marketable. And I thought if I can get a, <laughs> if I can teach English, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll have a chance to get hired some places. And at that point in my career, I didn't know anything about coaching. And so, you know, people hired me just because I could teach English. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> that's a smart play. He's, he's Sonny Dykes. He's the head coach of the SMU Mustangs. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations uh, again on, on a successful 2020 season. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what your Mustangs have in the future. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And love your magazine. Grew up uh, grew up waiting and, and rushing to the, the newsstands when Texas football was published when I was younger. And I uh, appreciate you guys putting Shane Bouchelle on the cover this year. And hopefully – We'll have some other players on the covers in, in years to come. So, again, thanks for what you guys do. Appreciate everything and look forward to seeing you all soon. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks. There you go. Sonny Dykes, the head coach, the SME Mustangs, joined us here on Texas Football Today. I had to ask him, you know, look, I, it, it's, it's, I, think it's, I think it's uncomfortable sometimes to talk about, like, that. I mean, look, he's a name that's been bandied about for other jobs. Oh, he's yeah. a guy who's done a good job at SMU. That turns heads. The last guy who did a good job at SMU got an SEC head coaching job. And right? this guy teaches English. And he teaches English. Like, come on. He can do Full a term package. paper for you. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's very interesting. And, and obviously, you know, I, I, think it's, I, I, I think it's really intriguing the way he categorized 2020 as like, we left some meat on the bone. Of We wore down late and this thing could have been better if we had closed the season because mm-hmm. I do think you look over the the history not just the recent history but like the whole history of, of SMU football most especially since the death penalty seven and three would be let's build a statue oh yeah right and but that's the changing dynamics there that's the changing expectations there on the hilltop and I think Sonny Dykes is a big part of that so we appreciate Coach Dykes hopping on with us and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment the final thought um, for final thoughts, we're going to bring up the topic in the pre-show that you brought up one more time yeah. to tell everyone. Um, throw, throw it up there. Throw up the text line. Uh, it's 972-532-6665, 972-5DAMOK, 972-532-MONK. If you want to text us, the question is, who is the greatest athlete of all time? That's it. That's the That's question. That's the question. There's I'm not going to no clarify. Context. No context. Who is the greatest athlete of all time? Let us know, and and if you text us nine seven two five three two six 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 five, don't just say a name. Please say, give like, a reason. A name, and it's like because he did this, or because she did this, right, or because of this. Give us a reason. Uh, let us know who you believe is the the true goat, yeah. the greatest athlete of all time. Nine seven two five three two six 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 five. We're going to discuss it on a Friday Fun tomorrow afternoon. And like, yeah, if you don't give us a reasoning, like we can't go to bat for you, right? You know, like one of us is probably going to end up taking your side, and the other one is not. So let us 
give us a reason so we can go to bat for you. <laughs> so there you go. Please text us, 972-532-6665. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Sonny Dykes, the head coach of the SME Mustangs, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.